listening to our New Chapel podcast. We're for people to connect with God and be raised to new life in Christ. Be sure to connect with us at newchapel.com and on social media to stay up to date on everything happening here at New Chapel. This is an amazing looking crowd of folks. Y'all look good. Uh, one person believed it. Y'all look good. Amen. I see a lot of uh, familiar faces, and I see a lot of uh, new faces, which that's good. You don't want to be at that church where it's always familiar faces. That means nobody new's coming. Amen. And so it looks good to be here. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. neighbor. Okay, now if you already look, you're already like, what is happening already? A couple of y'all are like, what's going on? Look, I, I hope you're sitting beside somebody that you like. Because if you don't like the person you're sitting next to, uh, you're in trouble. Don, you might want to move somewhere else. I don't know. <laughs> Just saying. No. If you're not sitting by somebody you like, you need to, need to move. Because I'm going to have you talk to each other during the whole time, that, which is uh, help me preach. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. you look good. good. Considering all you've been through. Somebody say amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. It's good to be here at New Chapel. It's been a minute since I've been here. Don't forget, you don't want to miss tonight at the Super Bowl party. I'm probably going to beat somebody at something, if not an eating contest. Amen. I've been, I've been eating and eating and eating. Thank God I went on a little fast at the beginning of the year, lost some weight. But the problem with that was as I put it in the lost and found. <laughs> I've already found most of it that I lost. Amen. But... But God is good, and it's good to be in the house of the Lord. I want to give honor to Pastor Joe and Eric Kaya for giving me this opportunity to stand here in this pulpit and preach y'all's faces off. Amen? And, uh, and the Davis family has been housing me, and I've been harassing them every night, keeping them up very late because I don't sleep. A- amen. I, I got things to do. I told somebody the other day, don't you get tired? I'm like, no. Don't you sleep? I'm like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Praise the Lord. And then you don't even sleep because you have eternal life. Amen. (laughs) Glory to God. So I just want to preach to you a little bit and just give God the best word I can. And man, how many of you appreciate New Chapel worship team? They are delivering it better and better and better and better and better. Every time I come, it gets better. And believe me, if it wasn't good, I would tell you, say amen. I have that problem in my life. But if you've got a Bible, real quick, we're going to preach as fast as we can, so you need to listen quickly. Ephesians chapter number 4, verse number 1, it says, I therefore, prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body... One spirit, just as you were called, and one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. Somebody say amen. This is good preaching. It's the word, amen. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this he ascended, what does it mean? But that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who has ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he himself, Jesus, gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be teachers and pastors, and for, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body. Till we all come to the unity of faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God to be a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into Christ who is the head from whom the whole body joined and knit together by every joint supplying according to the effective working by which every part does its share, 
because of the growth of the body for the edifying of itself. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. God, there's nothing like your word. Your, even your word says about itself that heaven and earth would pass away, but your word shall remain. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that this preached word would penetrate even the hardest of hearts that's in this room. God, I pray that the preached word would edify. I pray that the preached word would encourage. It would heal. It would deliver. It would set free. That even chains of bondage would be broken. Sick bodies would be healed. Lost souls would be saved. And tormented minds would be free in the name of Jesus. That's what the preached word can do. And God, I ask that right now you would anoint my lips of clay to deliver a hot, fiery word that would affect even the very eternity of those that are sitting within the sound of my voice. God, we give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor in Jesus' name. And if you believe that, say amen and amen and amen. You know a good preacher who can preach while he prays. Say amen. Glory to God. How many of you know we are living in some jacked up times? I mean, have, you, have we looked around? <laughs> I mean, it is some jacked up, messed up times. But you know what I appreciate is that even in the middle of things being tore up, if you've got a good foundation of truth, you can stand firm in the storms that life gives you. And you know what? At the end of the day, just like I said in this prayer, the Bible says that heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word will remain. That no matter what comes, no matter what tribulation, no matter what trouble, no matter what problem or peril or persecution that may come your way, you can rest assured that when the smoke settles, one thing will remain, and that is the truth of God's holy word. We're in a time now where we have no problem calling truth lies and lies truth. We have, a, we have a culture now that one of the favorite phrases, Joshua, that the culture has, especially young people who I want to punch in the throat sometime. Not all the time, sometime. Amen. Not every day, but most every day. Amen. When I work with young people, it's like, well, how dumb. They always say, Mr. Pinkerton, I'm just trying to find myself. I'm like, well, how dumb are you? Put your, and I always do this to everyone. I'm just trying to find myself. I'm like, well, put your hand in front of your face. And they're like, okay. I'm like, ta-da, you found yourself. <laughs> Say amen. <laughs> trying to find myself. Well, you need help. Amen. Uh, and then the, the next phrase is I'm trying to find my own truth. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to do me. Have y'all ever had anybody just say they're trying to do me? <laughs> like, what's that even mean? You're trying to do, I'm just trying to be myself, and I'm trying to find my own truth. But you know what? I've discovered that if you're trying to find truth, the only way that you can really find truth, truth is not an idea. Truth is not an ideology. Truth is not a political party. Truth is a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And Besides me, no other way but through truth can you experience liberty in Christ Jesus. And aren't you glad you're at a church that, that preaches truth, that believes in truth, and when everyone else is telling lies and everyone else is telling fabrication, that here at New Chapel is a church that preaches the truth, the death, the burial, the resurrection, and the imminent and soon return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. His name is Jesus You ain't got to mess around with no other stuff. Just get a hold of truth. Who is Jesus Christ? Look at your neighbor and high five him. Say, that's good preaching right there. Go ahead and tell him. You better tell him. I saw someone's hand slip and hit someone else in the face. It's all right. Jesus is good. Jesus is good. Say this with me. Say, I am. Say it with me. I am committed to truth. That's why this church is experiencing exponential growth. Yes, you have good music. Yes, you've got good, great, great, great preaching. Somebody say amen. Yes, you've got good children's ministry. Yes, you've got good things going on. Got nice lights and screens and all of this stuff. And all of this stuff can get better and better and better and better as you become better and better and better tithers. Somebody say amen. We can get better stuff. But I've come here to preach and tell you it 
wouldn't matter if they were up here with a washboard and some spoons. If you have truth, you have everything you need. Truth is what you need in a lost and dying world. Truth is the best evangelical tool you'll ever have because people aren't looking for music. People aren't looking for a band. People aren't looking for professional singers. They're looking for truth. And if you've got the truth, you have everything. Glory to God. Say, I am committed to truth. Now, the next thing I want to talk about, you, truth is good. And how many of you know that over the years I've been a professional truth teller? Amen. I like to tell the truth and shame the devil. Amen. But you know one thing about truth, and you know people always say, well, you know, truth hurts. You've heard, how many of you ever said that when you're telling your grandson or your son or your mama, whoever you're telling? Well, sometimes truth just hurts. And it's usually with that same face, right? you like, truth hurts. And that is true. Truth does hurt. But how many of you know that sometimes the truth needs to be accompanied? Matter of fact, sometimes you might need a little more grace than truth. Um, honey, do these pants make me look fat? The truth is, okay, amen. Y'all get what I'm saying. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hey, I, I love apple pie. You know, I love me some apple pie. I love apple pie so much. You get a warm, any apple pie lovers in here, raise your hand. And you love a warm piece of apple pie. How many of you like the butter melted on the apple pie? If you like butter, you're a butter person. I love stick a stick of butter on top of the, first of all, cook it with 12 sticks of butter. <laughs> then put more butter on it, warmed up in the mouth. But how many of you are like more like uh, ice cream? You like the a la mode apple pie? Maybe somebody will feel like the Lord is speaking to you right now. I know he is speaking to you right now. Right now in the name of Pinkerton, amen, to bring apple pie to the Super Bowl party, and I will hug you, amen, it'll be wonderful, but bring some butter, and then you cook it, now if you're a southerner in here, you know about putting a little slice of, of cheese on the apple pie, anybody know about that, okay, I got one person saved, Ed is saved, anybody else knows about apple pie and cheese, hey, come on, amen, 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 the rest of you come into the altar in the name of Jesus, but I love apple pie, but you know what? I could take that same apple pie, and the way that the apple pie is delivered is determines whether or not you're going to like it or not. Because if I take that same apple pie and I smash it in your face, it's the same ingredient. It's the same apple pie. It's the same scrumptiousness. But when it's delivered in your face, all of a sudden, it's not as good as it would have been if you would have been given to you on a plate. That's why it's important to have truth mixed with love. That's why we here at New Chapel have not only truth, but look at your neighbor and give them googly eyes and say, I love you too. Amen. I love you. I love you. It's good to have truth. But if you have truth and no love, Paul the Apostle, he was a beast. I ain't going to lie to you. Paul the Apostle was a preacher of preachers. He would preach so good, so long, so hard that the Bible says that one time he was preaching to a group of people and he had preached for so long, this dude sitting in the windowsill of the church fell asleep while he was preaching. Now look, if you've fallen asleep while I'm preaching, you need a B12 shot immediately, if not sooner. But this man fell back and fell out and was asleep. And the Bible says that Paul just paused and said, hold on, hold on one minute real quick. He walked down the steps. He raised the man from the dead and then told him to get back in the church service. You can't sleep through it no more and kept on preaching. And the Bible says that Paul, the apostle in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, he said, though you may have tongues of angels. Though that you may be the most educated in the land, Paul the Apostle said about speaking in tongues, he looked at everybody in the building and said, look, y'all think y'all spiritual because you do a little shikamo shy every now and then. He said, but I'm more spiritual than all of you. I speak in tongues more than everybody in this room. He let them know, I have forgot more about God than you currently know. And he said, but if you don't have love, you're a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. 
I've come here to preach and tell everybody in this building today we must be the most loving group of people in this world. We're not racist. We're not crazy. We're not nuts. We're the ones that are standing up on the Word of God saying no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, no matter what you've been through, no matter what you're going through, you can find a safe place, a safe haven in this room. We're a group of believers and we love everybody. Oh, give Jesus a hand, praise. Amen. High five your neighbor and say, I really do love you. I'm loving you more and more as he preaches. Amen. As he preaches, I love you more and more and more. I love you for many reasons. One reason I love you so much, I'm trying to go to heaven. Say amen. I'm trying to make heaven my home. Glory to God. I'm trying to get there. I'm still on my journey trying to get to heaven. Old school preachers used to preach it so hard back in the day that, I mean, it was a lot more harder to get to heaven back in the day than it is now. Amen. Oh, my Lord. I mean, you couldn't even stub your toe and say boo. And if the rapture happened, right, boo was coming out your mouth, you might miss it. Amen. But thank God we've gotten a little bit more uh, spiritual. Amen. (laughs) That was hard for me to say. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Glory to God. What did the Bible say? Jesus said that the people would know that you're my disciple, not by your preached word. He didn't say that they would know you're my disciples because you got a cross on the building. He didn't say that they would know that you're his disciples because of uh, how you could promote the church. He said they would know that you're my disciples by the love that you have for one another. You want people to come to the church, number one, get a hold of some good truth. And number two, when you start talking about the church that you attend, that tears well up in your eyes because you don't love anybody more than you love the person that you're sitting next to, more than the person you're sitting with, more than the person you're serving with, that you have a love inside of your heart that is so immense and magnificent that people from the outside would say, I want to be a part of that because I've never felt the love that I feel when I'm around them. Somebody say amen. You got to love somebody. You got to love them. You got to love somebody. So in other words, you will lead with love. Somebody say this with me. I'm committed to truth. And I will lead with love. And when you do that, people will flock to you like bees to honey. Somebody say glory. Isn't that what we want? Look, there's notes on the screen. I don't know. It's amazing how it works around here. I don't have notes here, but they help me with notes over there. Say glory to God. Glory to God. It's, it's a struggle. The struggle is real, so they print the notes for me so that I can, amen. I, somebody say, I will lead with love. If I was someone else we know, I would have said, I will dot, 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 check, lead with love. But we won't talk about that right now. Amen. <laughs> the, that actually made me laugh a lot in my spirit. Hey, man. Is it? <laughs> Glory to God. In verse number 16, it says, From whom the whole body joined and knit together by every joint that supplies, according to the effective working of every part that does its share. Somebody say, every part that does its share. I want you to say that one more time. Say every part that does its share. I need to, if you don't mind, I know it's repetitive, but if you could say it one more time, then say every part that does its share. When every part does its share, and, and for the most part, I ain't going to lie, new, new Chapel is almost perfect. And Pastor Joe's like, that's exactly right. Praise the Lord, especially me. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you come, and I, I travel a lot, and so I get to go to a lot of different churches, and, and I get to hear a lot of different music, and I get to hear a lot of different preaching, and I get to see how different people do different things, and sometimes I go to the church, and I, and I walk up to the baptism pool, and I look in there, and much to my surprise, it's water, but I thought it was vinegar because of the way everybody looks. Like, were you baptized in pickle juice? Fix your face. 
Like, what is wrong with y'all? But see, when you come here, you're like, man, every joint is fitly put together. It looks good. And every part is serving. For the most part, everybody is doing their share. But I looked back to the back of the sound booth. And I said, "Uh uh-oh. Something's wrong back there, which I think something's wrong with the sound booth. 99% of every place I go and preach, I I think there's something back there. And I pray that the devil get out of the sound booth. And I was going to pray that way today, and I look back, and Brian, uh, Brian Capiello's in the sound booth. I can't pray the devil out of that. That's one of the pastors, amen. And then I thought to myself, wait a minute. I said to myself, self, what is an associate pastor Y'all not gonna like it right here. Y'all better. I, I hope uh, it, it. I hope they shouted earlier because there may not be no shouting now. Say glory. Ooh, the pastor said, "Get him." And, and I look back. I'm like, "What in the world is an associate pastor of a church of this size uh, sitting back in the sound booth?" And I realize uh, that maybe there's somebody that is not quite doing their share. All of a sudden, we went to a Pentecostal church to a Presbyterian church within one point of my sermon. It's like, it's like a cricket. <laughs> Honey, when every person is doing their share, every joint will begin to supply the necessary fluid in order to move correctly. Wow, do you know what this is? Hey, man, I don't know how it ended up on the pulpit, but look at God. (laughs) Amen. I'm here to preach and tell you that it's time that every person gets into the particular portion of the body so that every joint can fitly supply for the edification of the body. Look at your neighbor and say, you better get in the right place. Amen. And if you got one of these, slap that on your neighbor and say, you better fill that out. Because guess what? We, how many of you know? Let, let's, let's just be real real quick. Let's be real real quick. <laughs> wow. He, he tried to get you, didn't he? Hey, man, I would mess with someone a little smaller than Josh. He's lying to you. <laughs> Pastor Joe, you smile. <laughs> but how many of you know that it don't make no sense for the CEO of a business to, to wash toilets? Say amen. Not to say they wouldn't be willing to do it. And thank God we've got pastors that are willing to mop. You've got pastors that's willing to clean toilets. You've got pastors that are willing to sacrifice so that the body could be better. But in what world or planet or church does the associate pastor sit in the back and run sound? That tells me that there's somebody in this room that is not doing exactly what God wants them to do. You ought to say amen. So before you leave, grab yourself one of these, fill this out, and put sound man. And then say, you're welcome. Amen. And then we got to get to a point real quick that when we love one another, then that produces something that does not come naturally. Love will produce something that does not come naturally. Love produces unity. How many of you know unity don't come natural? I mean, look at your own house. Is this on? They gave me a trick mic. Is this on? Unity does not come naturally. You must fight for unity. You must fight for unity in your home. What does the Bible say in Psalms? How blessed is it when brethren dwell together in unity, for it is like the precious oil of Aaron that starts at Aaron's head and flows down to his outer garments. Unity produces power. We're more powerful together. Amen. And even in this room, look around. We're from different things. We're from different places. I mean, you've got a redneck boy right here standing in front of you. Of course, I've realized because I've been coming to Michigan for many, many years, a lot of times Southerners think they're the only rednecks. But how many of you know? (laughs) Look at your neighbor and say, he found you out. You might be a redneck in Michigan too, amen? (laughs) Glory to God, like guns and four-wheelers. Thank you, Jesus. But unity is powerful. 
And unity is something that allows you to move in such a way. Now look, in the Bible, uh, in verse 14, it says something very powerful. In uh, chapter 4, verse 16, it says, From whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share causing growth of the body for the edifying of itself. From the home, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. How many of you in here uh, are puzzle people? Like you like puzzles? Any puzzlers in here? Like you like to do puzzles in your spare time and you clear out the whole coffee table and you sit there and do puzzles and pray your grandchildren don't come over and jack it up. Amen, and you're doing puzzles. And you know if you've ever done, how many of you, have, though, though you're not a puzzler, so to speak, but you know what I'm talking about, raise your hand, you know what a puzzle is. You know, our children aren't going to know what a puzzle is because we've got iPads and iPhones and devices. They don't know nothing about no puzzle. But anyway, that's another sermon that I've got to keep trucking, amen? And so when you get a puzzle, they're very difficult to put in the even when it's the correct piece that you have to literally push down the piece to get it to fit together in unity with the other pieces that it fits together so strongly there's nothing in between each individual piece nothing else would even be possible to get in between the correct piece and the remainder of the puzzle When you really get unified, nothing can come between you and the people that you are serving with within the church. Nothing can get in between you and your neighbor when you are jointly fit together. That then supplies, joints that supply, joints that supply, joints that supply. The heart supplies blood, right? We know that. Uh, The lungs supply oxygen. We we know that, right? Somebody say amen. You don't even got to be a doctor. Glory to God. Right, the liver it supplies cleanliness and it purifies the body along with the kidneys. But you have you ever asked yourself, what do joints supply? What the, the Bible says, joints supply fitly knit together that every joint supply so that the body can become mature and grow up. Somebody look at your neighbor. This is going. You've been waiting to do this, so I'm going to help you do what uh, you've been waiting to do. Look at your neighbor, and you can even take out your preaching finger. You know this one, not the other finger, but your preaching finger. Glory to God. And look at your neighbor and point at him and say, "Grow up, Amen. Uh, grow up. You know that you've been wanting to tell him anyhow. So tell him, grow up." I saw, I saw, I saw, <laughs> I saw a husband just now tell her wife, his wife to grow up, and then she punched him. I, I won't say who it was, amen, and say, grow up, joint supply. What's the joint supply? Joints supply movement. Now, Miss Bessie Davis is a nurse, and she's been in the medical field for a long time, and then she sent me a little something because uh, I gave her a little heads up on what I was going to be preaching about. And she talked about the, how joints have uh, something called synovial fluid. Synovial, and if you've ever had a problem with your bones rubbing together, say amen. How many of you have had a knee replacement? And you had to have a knee replacement because your knee bones, amen, were rubbing up against each other. Now, see, I think it's very interesting that joints have a fluid that flows in between each individual joint that keeps the bones from rubbing against one another. You can be close to somebody in, in um, uh, it kind of looks like unity. But if you're not got that fluid in between the joints, then you're going to get on each other's nerves. Say amen. That kind of gets on my nerves. Joints rubbing up against each other. And that's what happens a lot of times when we get on the battlefield and are part of the army of the Lord. We know that we're joints. But the reason that sometimes the body has disunity in it is because people don't have any anointing flowing in between them and theirs. There ain't no oil to lubricate the moving parts. And then what happens is you're like the 80-year-old person who I watch get up out of a chair and they start like this. They, first of all, you got a rock to get up out the chair you ever seen anybody have to rock to get up out of it then they rock and then they get up out of it and then they're like this 
No condemnation if you're, anyway. You get, and then, but the more they get to moving, the more lubricated them joints get. Anybody get out the bed stiff? Anybody need to take turmeric? Amen. Get them joints fixed. Anybody taking collagen? I don't even know what this stuff even is. Amen. And you taking all this extra stuff, and you're like, it's working. Amen. But you know what? That's just like the body of Christ. The body of Christ gets stiff because people aren't moving in the right position, and they're not doing what God has called them to do. Let me tell you, you need to get into the right place in the body so that the lubrication of the Spirit can begin to help your joints flow, and when you're joints are moving you don't hear that you can't hear it because my joints are right they're rightly lubricated in my body none of my joints make no noise I'm almost 50 and thank God they still ain't making the noise say amen And when the body is fitly joined together and every member of the body is in the right place, in the right moment in the body, you can move together without friction. You can move together without criticism. You can move together without gossip. When a body is totally fit together, it can function and flow. One person can preach. Another person can teach. One person can park cars. Another person can work with the children. Because when the body is working together, all joints can move without any problem. Oh, glory to God, but you've got to fight. That's why it's so important to be in a small group, fitly joined together. Say amen. Connected to somebody next to you in a way. And remember, if there's the anointing and the spirit of God and love, you won't rub. You can flow and move the way you need to move. It's that love. And th- but one thing I know about joints. Now, how many of you in this room are, uh, let's just say, because I'm almost going to be 50, so I don't want to c- include myself in this old illustration. Hey, man. Uh, so how about 65, no, 55 years and older? Raise your hand if you're 55 and older. Ray, don't be ashamed. Hey, Amen. Don't be ashamed. You're still here. Glory to God. 55 and older. Now, now, amen. Now, how many of you know that it's harder to get out of bed now than what it was when you were maybe 15? Everybody can raise your hand. Why? Because your joints are stiff. I've watched people try to get out of a chair and they'll be like this. And then it's all of a sudden, oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. And you got to move a little bit more to get those joints lubricated, amen? And so that's what happens when you're not in the right place, the body becomes stiff. Now, I was looking at uh, uh, Cammie's dad a minute ago, and he scared me. He scares me a little. Let me be honest. The reason he kind of scares me, I look over, and this dude, how old are you? He's 65. He don't apply. What I just said don't apply to him. Because I don't know a lot of 65-year-olds who can sit Indian style. That man be sitting Indian style, leg like this. I, was look, I looked at Naya. I said, I'm going to look over, look over there at him, and he's going to have his leg behind his head while I'm preaching. Like a 65-year-old contortionist sitting over there. His joints are lubricated, baby. <laughs> it's crazy. What in the world? When I grow up, I want to be like you. I want, to, I want to be able to move. But see, when you're in the body of Christ and you're in the right place, you have freedom to move. What do the joints supply? The joints supply movement to the body so the body can move correctly. And uh, there's a lubrication in between joints, right? There's a natural, if you ever had a knee replacement, the reason you had to have a knee replacement because bone was grinding against bone and making all that racket. How many of you ever, ha- anybody ever have a knee replacement? I see a couple folks. 
and bone is against bone. Bone is against bone. Bone is against bone. That's what happens many times at our churches and in the body of Christ. We have bones rubbing against bones because there is no lubrication. What is the lubrication? The lubrication is love. When you are lubricated with love, you can be right next to the person that you're sitting next to and function according to the word of the Lord. When you are lubricated in love, I've come here to preach and tell you it's time that every joint begins to supply the necessary edification for the body to be able to grow like never before. And when you are in that joint, one person can be preaching, one person can be praying, one person can be running the sound, one person could be in the parking lot greeting people as they come in, one person could be doing the toilet and cleaning the floors and setting up tables for the Super Bowl party, jointly fit together, I can move left and you can move right at the same time and still glorify God. You ought to put your hands together and give Jesus a a big hand. Glory to God. And when you're able to do that and able to move, I've come here to preach and tell you that's why New Chapel is in the midst of revival. Yes, I like the song. And yes, I know that revival is coming. But they must be talking about somebody besides New Chapel because I've come here to let you know New Chapel. Revival ain't on the way. Revival ain't about to happen. Revival ain't coming. You are smack dab in the middle of a supernatural revival that is happening right now. People are being saved. People are being baptized in water. People are being filled with the Holy Ghost. People are being healed of cancer. People are being delivered. People are serving in the body. If that ain't revival, I don't know what is. But if you're glad to be committed to truth, living and leading with love, and fighting for unity, I dare you to give God the biggest shout you can. Glory! Glory, 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 glory. You got some southern comfort right there. Amen. I'm here to preach and tell you that God is about ready to open up the windows of heaven and pour out upon New Chapel a blessing that there's not room enough to contain. You may well brace brace yourself and get ready because we're in the midst of something that is going to be written down in history one of these days. I think of it. I think of it in all these books that we read talks about, well, in the year of whatever, 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 great revivals happened. I've got history books full of revivals. But I believe that even now, while you're sitting in this room, that even in this moment, that one day if Jesus tarries, someone will be able to say, in 2023, In the year of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, there was a group of people called New Chapel that was the most loving people that we had ever met. And they'll be able to say like this woman who came up to me. I don't know if she's in here. I don't remember her name, but she walked up to me, Pastor Joe, after service. And she walked up to me and she said, do you remember me? And I said, I remember your face. I don't know your name. She even had on a name tag. And I was like, I still don't know your name. I can't read. Went to Kentucky for school. Praise the Lord. And she said, do you remember that I had cancer? I I do know some English. She said, had cancer. Somebody should shout. I don't know what's wrong with y'all. Y'all, y'all. If you're the one that had something and that you didn't want and now you don't you'd be shouting amen and she said remember that service and I got to laugh and I know exactly which service it was you were out of town and we actually had service in the second service for like three hours I've never been able to live that down somebody say amen <laughs> pastor Joe been on me all the time I said, but God moved he said yes but he'll never move like that again no joke <laughs> And then he was with me in Cleveland, Ohio this past week, and we actually had another three-hour service in Cleveland, and I was laughing. He said, I'm glad we did it here so it'll be out of your system when you come to church on Sunday. But she said, you, were, you, you laid hands on me. 
See joints moving. See, do you hear anything? You know why you don't hear nothing? Because them joints have got plenty of oil. Them joints can move and you don't hear because there's no friction. Some of y'all, if y'all were to move your hip right now and do this, you'd hear. <laughs> Lay in the bed. <laughs> that means there's some bone on bone in there. And so it makes a noise that ain't right. But when you're in your right place, like a woman came up to me. She said, well, I was here. I was serving. And she said, and I had cancer. You laid hands on me. And my cancer's been in remission ever since. And sometimes doctors don't know what to say, Miss Cammy, so they say words like remission. And I said, well, the doctor said remission, but I say it's gone in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And I'm here to preach and tell you that when you are in your right place, when those joints are fitly supplied, it says it will bring into maturity the body of Christ. We don't want an immature body. We want our body to be mature, but in order for it to be mature, every person has got to get in its right place. Every person has got to be serving in the right capacity, the right seat on the bus. See, I think it was awesome when I look, and I look at the pulpit, and I look at the platform, and I can say to myself, self, uh, everybody's getting into the right place. Because where there is unity, the anointing flows. Where there is unity, the Spirit of God will begin to flow. And you can tell that New Chapel has a very special spirit of unity upon it right now because the anointing is truly flowing. And when the anointing flows, every yoke is broken. When the anointing flows, people get saved. When the anointing flows, in a place of unity. People are baptized in Jesus' name. When the anointing flows, things begin to happen. I've come here to tell you, you're at the right place at the right time for the right move of God. And I know that Asbury's getting some radio time and some news time, but they better get some radio time here at New Chapel because something is brewing in the spirit right now where New Chapel is going to make its imprint for the kingdom of God. I'm here to preach and tell you, Rav, Revival is here. Revival is here. Revival is here. We're standing on truth. We're leading with love. We're fighting for unity. And nothing can get in between us. Nothing can separate us. Nothing can push us back. Why? We're here. And revival is present. Everybody stand up to your feet in this moment. Everybody all over this room. Hey, glory. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. If I were you, I would be whipping that commitment card out so fast it'll cut your finger and be writing on that thing and say, man, I'm going to serve in this area. You don't want to miss an opportunity for God to move. Joints supply. If you're not a joint, then you're an immovable object. And it takes my energy as a joint to get you somewhere. The femur bone right here, this bone right here, couldn't go nowhere without this joint. Oh, y'all don't want to say nothing to the preacher on a Sunday morning over here in the froze zone, amen? This right here could go nowhere without this and this. I have to have joints to move. And the bigger the body becomes, more joints are needed in order for it to move properly. That's good, Pastor Joe. I just made that up off the top of my head. That's a t-shirt, amen? So if you're only a consumer, that means you're not a joint. And if you're not a joint, that means it takes the rest of us to get you anywhere. Ooh, I about threw this microphone right there. Did you see that? Hit Pastor Brian back there in the sound booth. But next time I come, I promise you, it'll be a bad day for everybody. It'll be one of them mean, mad sermons that I preach sometime. Arr, you know, what's he doing back there? Because there ain't no reason for that. He, he, Pastor Brian right now hates my guts. I want you to know. Because he hates me saying his name and saying something about him back there. But it's for a purpose. Glory to God. Because if you're not a joint... That means you're immovable without me. That means I have to pick you up and carry you somewhere. I know I'm, look, I'm pretty buff underneath this suit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Pastor Joe just said you're a lot of things, but buff, 
not one of them. But I'm moving. I'm moving. I can get this femur over there because I got good joints that are moving. He can put his leg over his head. Why? Because his joints. <laughs> I'm not saying, because I, I don't want to try to get any of y'all. I'm looking around. There's no one in here I want to try to put over my head. I promise you. But if you're where you need to be and you're a joint fitly put together, nothing can get in between you and the person you're next to. You may not be serving in the same area, but nothing can get with you. Nothing can get in there. Because you're so close. You, 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 can't, <clears throat> you can't get in between me and pastor. I don't preach like him and you are like amen and thank God. <laughs> but he knows what I, he, Pastor Joe knows what I'm going to do every time I come. Because we're fitly joined together. And he knows I'm going to move this way while he's moving this way. Wait, I can't. Yeah, because when you're fitly joined together, each person can move independently and be a part of the same body. So he don't got to be like me, and, and I don't got to be like him. You don't got to be like your neighbor, and your neighbor don't got to be like you. That's why we're the most diverse group of people, but yet possess the highest level of unity. Because we're fitly joined together. We look, we look good together. We look good. Cammie, your mom really blesses me. She loud. I messed up and I went to the old people thing. <laughs> the what? What's it called? I don't even know. Oh, she, she mean mugged me and she's taking me to lunch. She goes... New Chapel Gold, mind you. So I went to New Chapel Gold and had some eggs. And uh, I was sitting with uh, Mr. Ed and the men. Because the men sit on one end of the table. And then, and then the women sit on the other end. Because, you know, we're fitly joined together. But some people don't want to talk about football. And I don't want to talk about uh, curtains. <laughs> Say amen. Fitly joined together. So... After a while, though, I left that table, and then there was the table. Do you know the table at Thanksgiving where the children sit? <laughs> Woo! I went to her table <laughs> where the children sit. <laughs> she dropped her purse, and her purse fell out all kinds of money. And that's the good preacher I was. I got down and tried to get it all for myself. It's just pennies and nickels and dimes. I'm like, never mind, that ain't enough. <laughs> Fitly joined together. Miss Sheila was glad I went over there because the children's table is extremely loud. There's another round table that was there that wouldn't, didn't stay long. After we got there, they did, you know the old, 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 old people who drink the coffee every single morning at Hardy's? They messed up and was at this restaurant. And when we, they done messed up. When we got there, I'm telling you, it cleared that whole area out. Because they're like, these people are nuts. One person said, I guess I'm going to have to be a little louder if I'm going to sit over here. And I'm like, good luck. <laughs> but they didn't realize the unity, the joining together, the camaraderie of an army that knows we are under attack every single solitary day week up. There's a battle raging. But if we don't got everybody's back, there's a song that was real popular for a while. and said, try Jesus, not me, because I fight. <laughs> That's like my theme song for a long time. Try Jesus, not me, because I throw hands. It said, it's not even a Christian song, but it's funny. He said, there's a part of the Bible that I disagree that when you turn the other cheek, that shouldn't be me. And I'm like, that's me too. I don't feel like I should. I fight. Because if you try to get in between me and the pastor, I'm going to have to fight. 
If you try to gossip, I'm going to have to tell you, sounds like a personal problem. You better take it up with Jesus. Because we're so close. I feel like I'm ready to run through a troop and leap over a wall right now. Because when you get the people that have the same mind, serve the same God, believe the same truth, there is nothing that is going to be able to stop New Chapel from growing and growing and growing and growing and growing and growing and growing. I don't know how you could be here so long and not find you a place to serve. I'm here to preach and tell you that this is the best place that you could ever get connected with and ever serve and stand your ground and hold your place and take your flag and stick it in the ground and say, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. I'm going to take my seat because by now I am a little hungry. Amen. Worked up. I burned some calories, and I'm ready to get some calories. Amen. But I know this beyond a shadow of a doubt, Josh, that now is the time. Now is the time for you to get yourself one of these and say, I'm going to serve like never before. With your hands lifted, put your hands towards heaven because now is the moment. It is truly the moment we've all been waiting for. It's a moment where you get to make a decision if you've never decided to accept Christ and make Him the Lord and the Savior of your life. Not just your personal Savior, but the Lord of your life. Maybe you have been far from God. You've known God or whatever and have had an experience with Him, but you're backslidden and you're no longer serving Him. This is your day. Maybe you're here and you're like, man, I've been coming here long enough to know now it's my time to serve. And I will relieve Pastor Brian of his duties in the sound booth because I will be the new sound tech. Or maybe with your hands extended towards heaven and your hands lifted saying, I will. I will. I will. I will be the one who'll serve in nursery. I'll be the one who'll serve in kids. I'll be the one who serves in youth. I'll be the one who'll do the right thing. I'll be the one who'll do the thing no one else will do. I'll be the one because I want to be a joint that is able to move the body from place to place in Jesus' wonderful name. If you love the Lord, give the Lord the biggest shout you can. Go ahead. Go on now. Give him a big shout of praise. Thank you, Pastor Tommy. If you're here today and you're hearing about a God of love, and while Pastor Tommy was preaching, something in your heart says, that's it, that's it. But you know that your life is not right with God. Now's your time. The Bible said, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Calling him Lord is you giving up control over your life and putting it in the hands of the God that made you. We're going to pray. If you mean it from the bottom of your heart, the Bible says you'll be saved. You'll avoid a Christless hell. When you die, you'll gain heaven, fellowship with God. But that eternal life, that, that love, that resolve that you're looking for, the peace that you desire, it's on the other end of amen today. With heads bowed and eyes closed all over the room, I want uh, the church to pray this with those people who are praying it for the very first time. Pray it with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come before you today in Jesus' name. You said in your word, if I would call Jesus Lord, I would be saved. So Jesus, I now call you Lord. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me clean of all unrighteousness. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for making all things new. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give it up for those people that accepted Christ. Hallelujah. We hope that you were encouraged and brought closer to God during this message. You can listen to any of our past messages and series either on this podcast or on newchapel.com slash watch. And be sure to connect with us on Facebook or Instagram to stay up to date on everything happening here at New Chapel.